0: Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Safe Space. We're actually, for the very first time, we are going live, so I'm really excited about it. And we are going, um, we're coming live from the use of symposium, which I can never say right. So I have Miss Bev on here, and she's going to talk to us about what actually is this and what the purpose is for it. And then throughout this podcast, you're going to hear people from different stations. We're going to hear from the kids. It's going to be very exciting. And here we go, Miss Bev. Good morning, well, good
1: afternoon, everyone. I don't know if we're in between the morning or the afternoon, but what's great about it is that even though the snow came, at least 25 students came out to learn okay. how to elevate their self. Which cells. is great. Right. And the goal of the youth symposium, which has been started by Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, with the IOTA Alpha chapter. We are here trying to get our children to know that their voice matters and to yes. learn how to create an essay. We have Jody. Valencia over there creating, helping our youth create essays, not essays, but resumes to go to college and get jobs. We have uh, Miss Johnson. She's over there trying to teach our children how to write their premiership, um, have a great signature and create their college essay. We have Seton Hall. University coming here they are talking to us about their upper bound program which I think is great preparing our ninth graders and students on up to prepare for college. We had some great guest speakers um, Janelle she was talking to, helping the kids to learn how to ev- advocate for their community. What they don't like what's going on they have the power to change. We have a beautiful young lady who we're going to bring on soon, who did not have her papers to be in this country. However, she's almost finished becoming a doctor because there are times that when you don't have the papers, they say the furthest you can go is high school. But she has allowed our kids to say that there's something beyond that, even though somebody says no. We have greater men... Greater in number, a group of men and women who came up here and to inspire our young people to know that you have to stay focused. Despite what's going on, you can't look to the left. You can't look to the right. You have to look straight because that is the goal that you need to go to. So I am so excited to see all these children, despite the weather, they want to learn.
0: So my question for you, Ms. Pope, is why did you start this? Like, why, what came inspiration of doing this? Well, as a member
1: of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, our model is greater service, greater progress. And we have to invest in our youth. They are the next generation that we have to pass the baton off to. So our sorority invests in children because we know we're gonna have to turn it over. So why not help them learn how to make decisions to express themselves and make a difference wherever they are and we joined the bridge and the bridge was so awesome to come along with this this is our second year doing it and i'm hoping that we can continue i, I love it
0: i love it so um so this is exciting what i've noticed is it's a lot of stuff that the school's not actually been putting in so you guys are almost filling in the, the gaps. well
1: that's why school base was started from the beginning um from coming from the bridge point of view is to close up the gap. the school can't do everything the school is not even supposed to do all the education they're supposed to do a part the community should come in the parents coming in and then when we form a strong unit then our kids are better better ready to move forward
0: awesome thank you so much miss bev
1: you're welcome and i'm gonna bring over miss jody so she could talk about her resume, but thank you for having
0: us. Uh, thank you. All right, next we have Miss Jodi. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do this Hi, live. Uh, so Miss Jodi, tell us what's going on, tell us what you're seeing, tell us why what your what your purpose is.
2: righty, guys, so as you guys like me, Miss Jodi. Um today I'm setting up a table with resume templates. Basically, I've noticed that a lot of our students do not have any resumes. And, you know, having a resume is really important, and it also looks good when you apply for colleges and, you know, apply for jobs as well. So, um, you know, we have examples of regular resumes, a CV great. resume, which uh, I just learned, you know. I'm 26 years old, and so I just learned the difference between a regular resume and a CV resume, which is a CV is longer, more expensive, into depth. shows your certificates, any um, awards you received, any type of... Extra information because the resume is just one page. That's a regular resume. CV. Oh, we have a lot of commotion going on. That's what I'm saying. So I
0: want to also. um, Oh, we have our first live because I have this going live. Also, Um, we're gonna just wave that. So. Um, we're also going live, also via Instagram. So I'm trying to do this. I'm like really multitasking hard here. You're
2: like the best multitasker.
0: I'm like trying to figure out what's going on on the Instagram and what's going on the thing. So my question is for you. So now you're doing the. What have you been noticing? now with the kids and the, you know, with the essay writing, yeah. have you noticed anything, any trends, anything, know. and why this is so important?
2: Yeah. Well, I've noticed that not a lot of kids have their resumes. Ms. Bev said essays, but it's just resumes. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been noticing um, that a lot of kids don't have it, you know? Yeah. They don't have a resume. And I remember at their age, I already had a resume. and. Right now, um, like for example, one of the students asked me, "Do I put my elementary school in my education area?" And I was like,
3: "No." (laughs) You just put your high school. And it's crazy
0: because
2: people don't know this.
0: Right, and that's you know I think a lot of people don't know how to write a resume until
2: college. And that's why I'm so excited that you know you okay, you supplied us with Canva, and Canva yeah. has a whole template which all you have to do uh, is literally fill in. Oh, that's even better. But I didn't I didn't even section. know that. Yeah, it has every section has skills. Shout out to Canva. Yep. Shout out to Canva. Employment, like employment, education, and it's for you to fill in. School oh, fun, days, right? Makes it so much easier. I love that. They didn't have that in our day. No, no, no. it was like you're
3: you're on your own, kid. Yeah.
2: Have fun. This is just fill in
0: the blanks. That is
2: that's so much that is food. so much better.
0: I mean, because there are some like resume builders, but the fact that you guys are teaching them, like the, just the essentials, is
3: huge. Yeah. You know. You
2: know, I definitely wish we had this back in our day. If we had somebody to help us, if we had, if we had a program like this, I think I would have went to a better college. I
0: hear you. And then that's the thing, is it's like, you know, I've noticed more and more with the schools, is what we're lacking. is like schools don't teach us as much about real life.
2: No,
3: uh, ooh, at ooh. all. You know, ooh.
2: I agree. Um what I want for future is um also with financial literacy that would be great we never had that. never had that and now I, I see that some schools are incorporating it and I think it would benefit the kids so much more that's I, like, I, I agree I'm 26 I don't know how to do my taxes
0: and that's the thing that's a skill that we should learn because a lot of you know I've noticed that a lot of kids it's you know depending on where they're coming from even their parents don't know how to do it
2: right like the FAFSA when it says you know fill this W2 area schedule one they're like what 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 yeah. is that? And at me too, I'm learning with them because I never learned that. And I, I'm a working person. Exactly. I've been working for the past six years. And I'm like, schedule one. I know that was a W 2, but I didn't know that it was. I didn't know that. A one is scheduled. Two is six forty. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. So
0: what is your advice to kids that have not been able to come out here? Because due to the weather, you know, we don't we didn't get as much kids. Oh, we're getting more people.
2: Oh. Hey everybody. Hi. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a little I'm gonna do it this
0: way. Hey. Hi. Um so I that couldn't make it out here with my advice yeah. to them. oh are we gonna shout out to Hi to Hi to Nara? Um, So what's your advice to people that haven't been able to come out here, due to the weather, about essay writing?
2: Okay, essay writing. It's not as hard as it seems. Okay. All scholarships have required some type of essay, and it's not that hard. We just overthinking. Yeah. When you start writing stuff, you start writing about what you care about. The questions that they ask you, it has to be long. Yeah. I, I, it's okay, guys. So sorry. Most of the time, the questions that they ask you, it's stuff that's interesting. It's stuff that you know you can speak it, and then you start writing it, yeah. and you start getting into it. But it's me re- overthinking that's yeah. my biggest thing i wish i would have gone back and wrote so many more essays and you can reuse those essays that you use for scholarships yeah for other scholarships and, and people don't know that no
0: so that's a fun fact for everybody um and then what about what's a, a tip you have for uh, no, saying, right, resume building for resume building uh, when you're writing your resume out
2: uh, I think the most important part is your skills to highlight yourself. It doesn't really matter if you have no experience, um, to be honest with you, you oh wow, that uh, so, Yeah, that's uh, so, uh, so yeah, weird to so ignore know. that. Um, I believe your skills really need to pop out and shine. Awesome. It doesn't matter if you have experience, um, if you don't have that much education background, you know, I know if you're young, but focus on yourself and your skills and highlight yeah. that. Pop out, basically. I love that. I love it. And I do have a guest. I don't know. She's here, real quick. Yeah.
0: But so Anna is
2: here. Uh, so why was it important for you to bring Anna oh, no, until, we, until we could find her? Yeah. She'll be back? Okay, she'll be back. So basically, um, we've gotten a lot of questions these past couple weeks, months, basically, of students who are undocumented asking if they can still go to college with no documentation. And, you know, I didn't know much about it, because basically I am documented, but I have cousins who are not. So I started doing my research, and uh, I went on Rutgers because I know Rutgers Nord passed the build and they're totally accepting that. And yeah. I was going down and I see a picture of my friend and I was like, I know her. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yeah. we're we not connecting. And Miss Bev was like, let's bring her in. And I said, let's bring her in. So I, I you know, connected with her and she's more than happy. Yeah.
4: She's so excited. I yeah. <laughs> yes, Nara, we are
2: having a great time. <laughs> um, everybody's, yeah. again, um, there's a lot going on. So. Yeah, as you can hear the noise. As you can hear it. Um. So, we brought in Anna so she can talk to the kids because, you know, uh, I know a lot of our kids, I, uh, being a child of an undocumented person, I know there's a type of, you know, secrecy, yes. not, you know, you can't tell everyone, you can't show everyone, you know, your situation, um, is that, is that connected? Sorry, I The microphone? Yeah. You come on over. No, yeah, I'm about to tell Anna right now to hop on in.
0: Um, so I'm just going to do, I'm going to put the thing so everybody has to stare at me. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so a lot of our kids, um, we've had over the years and we just now find out, are finding out that they're undocumented. Um, they we're, we're also live podcast, uh, live, what was it was, Instagram? Uh, uh, That's what I'm doing? Live Instagram and live podcast. Yo. Yeah. So so doing it all. Yeah, I'm trying. So here's Anna. She just sat down. Anna's here. I see the American version of Anna, but it's, An- Anna. it's Anna. 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 Yeah, we got to get it right.
3: So, welcome, uh-huh. Anna. So, tell us about, tell us your story. Tell us why it was important for you to come out
4: here.
2: Because they know that we were asked, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, she was more than happy to. Exactly. Tell me the time and place. I'll be there. And I was like,
0: oh, okay. And that's, and that's so great. So the, you know,
2: you, I hear that you have such a
0: story to tell. we want to hear it. Give it to us. Like, put it out there. Whatever you're willing to share. Not all, you know. Well,
4: yeah. When I was in high school, I actually didn't have anyone to guide me. Okay. I was documented. And, you know, it was a really hard process for me because I, I never had that that. Person that told me you can go to college, you can go to your doctorate. You know, everyone, even my friends, like they would be scared of me. They would be scared about not me not going to college. My guidance counselor, and you know, it was just really hard because not knowing what's gonna happen with your life and yeah. you know yeah. trying their hardest to become a doctor and not being able to like, I just I didn't want my parents to just come to this country and like I wouldn't have anything you know yeah. but the greatest inspiration like this one here is I want these kids to have <laughs> what I didn't have you no
0: know, and it's a god. you know. And, you know
4: like, right. I'm always I'm always down to talk to younger kids about what it's
0: like to be in undocumented school and I give them hope and that's what I'm here for. I I mean I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I mean so I mean oh the, I know I'm like I like I'm like between chills and tears. I don't know which is going to come out first. Um you know the fact is is that you know I hear a lot of being like that nervousness of like when you were younger, of like trying to figure it, navigate that. So who navigated you? Or did you, it was kind of like... I navigated
4: myself.
3: (laughs) Yeah. you know, I understood that no one's gonna help me. You know, the only person that can help you is
4: you. Yeah. You know, when you don't have anyone, all you have is you, always. And that's why I tried my hardest to, you know, be out there and go to schools. And, you know, I got rejected from so many schools. I didn't have financial packages from so many schools. So, actually, well, Pier State University told me,
3: you don't accept the
1: Wow. <laughs>
4: I was a really good student, so, I, you yeah. know, I, I went to Ivy Leagues to see if they could right. give me, you know, Oh, we're live TV. podcasting, my friend. And, <laughs> and you know, they... they, they they really wouldn't give me hope. And the only school that gave me help was well, Rockers New Work and I'm always gonna be
0: thankful for that. That's crazy. because yeah, I mean the fact is is it's like that it was already put out there That's like you don't accept. You know, so it's already like separating you from
2: society. Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean and then like, you found hope. Um so my question is is, you know, how do you because there's fear. I, I, I mean, I can't speak to it, so I don't know. But like, how do you, how do you tell someone who might be afraid to come out? Because we didn't get everybody out today, obviously. So, what would you say to those who are afraid to come out and say, "Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, uh, undocumented. I'm undocumented."
3: i actually have a lot of people ask me this question how am
0: i so
4: brave to just say i'm undocumented in front of everyone because it's a risk yeah it's it is a, is risk. a risk it is a risk anyone a can risk. literally you know call you know,
2: try to you know yeah yeah, yeah. No. it is a risk but
4: that's me you know and people are going to accept me from what i am and you know i didn't choose to be undocumented, not right. a doctor you know? right yeah and i am going to be proud of you because i have worked so hard to just be to just, just, just ignore that part of me so i am going to make that
0: that's great uh so and then so my second question or my third whatever question we're on at this point is um how do you handle i mean so, when kids are in school, those who are undocumented, um, is there a level of protection from the school? Yes.
4: Because i sure that's a- so. I currently live in
3: Newark,
4: I do they give me the protection I need. Okay. Ice cannot touch me. Really? Nope cannot touch me. My school will fight for my rights. <laughs> uh, and undocumented the, like the cool. students have need to know that they are going to be safe in their school. No one is gonna come for them. No one is gonna,
0: you know, protect them or anything them. like that. You know? Yeah.
3: You
0: are safe. Let me see. Somebody can't hear anything. So. I have a question from a student Um, and she said, college is possibly the biggest step of a person's life. So can you please advise some high school seniors on how to adapt to the struggles and make it through? Well, um, high school to college, for me
4: it wasn't a
2: really hard transition.
4: I'm going to be honest, freshman year is the best year. <laughs> I had the same experience. Yeah. I
2: didn't know I was going to have as much time as I was going to have in college. Okay. College is freedom, let me tell you. It's all about how you set your schedule up because you have a lot of time in college. Right. Yes.
4: And make sure to, you know, join organizations and help the community because that's going to that's gonna give you more networking. Right.
3: And- so, it's so, I think it's the biggest advice is um time
2: time organization time time management time management. management. That's what I'm listening. So,
0: for. okay, so time management because a lot of kids they their freshman year they go wild.
2: Right. I see. I had I had those set of friends that yeah. they went off in dorms, and their parents were so strict with them that when they did dorm they went party loco. Like they would exactly. go to parties all the time. But then I had another friend who she would you know balance it out. She'll go to parties but she'll get her work done. You know right so honestly it's about time management and self-control okay so yeah because a lot of kids I know
0: a lot of people I think a lot of kids don't realize this they they end up coming back
2: home oh yeah so
0: how you know navigating that balance what's your advice for the balance
4: for me, as a person that dorms, uh, my freshman year, it was it was kind of hard to find that balance because, like Julie said, you know, my parents were really strict, so you know, of course, I was gonna help. You know? Yeah. But- that's where the balance comes, you know. I was really into the school thing, but I was also into, you know, having fun with my friends. That's and great. Things. But when you get back home, you know, you need to adapt again to to be to be getting stricted on going out and things like that. But you just make need to make your parents understand that, you know, you're an adult now and no, this is your life so yeah I mean, that's, that, that, that's
0: something that you just have to do you know you have to make them understand that yeah that's no and that's I think that's great advice sorry a, a student said that she couldn't hear what we were saying and I'm trying to figure out how to like navigate this, this um oh and okay so I'm just trying to navigate this way and nobody but um no, I think that's great advice, and I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, so, do you have any last-minute words, last-minute so feedback?
4: For all my undocumented students that are here listening to us, I just want to tell you that you're stronger than this, and you know this is not where it ends, It's where it starts. You know, I love Your that. Great career. You're going to become a better person. You're going you're gonna to grow so much. And I just want you to stay strong because there's always light at the end of the tunnel for
0: every documented
4: person, and you will make it
0: through Yeah, and that's, I think that's so great, and I appreciate you sharing your story and putting it out there, and, sorry, again, my eyes were like in five different <laughs> strains. Um So, but I just, you know, the fact is, is that you're giving courage and strength to students saying like, I did it, so can you? Because it is, it's a, especially in this, I want to say in this atmosphere, political atmosphere we're in right now, it's very nerve wracking for a lot of kids. Um. So I just wanted to say thank you for
4: coming
0: out and letting us you know. <laughs> so oh we should talk about culture shock.
2: Mm. Should we talk or not? Anna had culture shock
3: though.
0: Yeah. Yes. Anna
2: went to go visit school in West Virginia. West Virginia, She was like whoa.
0: <laughs> so how was yeah, talking about culture shock in college.
4: Um, when I was in high school, my professor wanted to send me to West Virginia University because oh, I didn't have a lot of opportunities here in Georgia. Makes sense. And uh, I went, I went there for a week, and uh, let me tell you, it was, it was not a good experience. Oh, you know, really? Um, not seeing people, my color made me, made me feel really uncomfortable because right. they would see me they would see me as an alien.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And on top of that, they knew I
4: was undocumented. So that's another layer that I was adding there. So they would just... I I, I didn't talk to anyone during that whole week because I felt so uncomfortable just being there, you know? Like, I would see so... So many kids that would have money that, you know, they had another type of
3: life that I've experienced here, so I just didn't really know how to
4: communicate with them, but, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't just So So, do you think it's, you know,
0: because of that alienation and, and that separation, do you think it's it's the culture of the community? The culture of the college, or it's just I feel like it's the culture
4: of their community there because it's West Virginia is a state
3: it's white, white
4: they are not used to seeing people like me as an Hispanic person. They're not used to seeing me. Yeah, and I totally understand them because you know, if someone comes and in, into my community and I'm not used to seeing them, like, yeah, like it
3: would it would be weird for me to
4: but I would make them feel welcome, you know. And I just I just hope that in other schools around the US, you know, they are able to,
0: to make
4: Hispanic.
0: Black, yeah. brown people. So, uh, I swear this might probably be my last question, I promise. Um, but we have another.
3: Uh, maybe we can start the
0: live and start again. They're not going to be too good. Um, so, we might have to edit the live.
5: So, my question.
0: For you, is what would you would like to see different? Like if you could, if you had like a, I gave you magic wand, and what would you change?
4: What would I change and what else? in Like college. Yeah, at the, college, in the college environment, or maybe
2: like, like.
4: one thing that I would wish it would be that colleges uh, that take care more of all the uh, students'
0: mental health. Oh, yes, mental health. Snaps, Yeah, snaps. Because yes. uh, we a struggle for me, and if I, if
4: I had I would um, know, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, mental health for students,
0: definitely. I, yeah, I think now schools are trying to recognize it, but they're not recognizing it yeah. as strongly as they should, because we all need a mental health guide. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the counseling. <laughs>
3: Sorry guys, there's games going
0: on and maybe I'll walk everybody through but um I wanna see how this podcast
3: ends up sounding. Oh my god, I'm really but nervous. But I'm doing
2: my masters in counseling and they they focus like NGCUs it's a lot on yeah. their counseling um building. So basically yeah. like they
3: advertise that there's counselors and for students.
2: Yeah. But yeah, just now I see students organizing us. Yeah. So all right, I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast.
3: Um Hello.
0: Hello. being here. Hello. Thank you,
6: thank you. Hello. Hi Hello, Samuel.
0: Um tell me what's going on for you.
6: Today? Yeah, tell me well, what it's well, like. Today has been like really exciting because I I've learned a lot. I mean that added like way. Um, yeah. Knowledge to my ears.
0: Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. We're also doing live Instagram.
3: Ooh. So
0: I'm really trying to like spread us out here. So, um, um, so tell me, what is so what what like what is something <laughs> that? <oops. laughs> so, so it's ready to jam. So tell us, what is something that stood out for you?
6: Well, one thing that like really appealed to me today yeah. um, was the fact that I got to speak with um, guests that were like really experienced, yeah, and like helping the community and everything. Right. So that got me pretty much hyped up for like everything that that is coming, yeah. and yeah.
0: So are you are you ready to go like out in the
3: world? Yeah. No? I
6: feel like I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like now that I've learned, I'm strong. <laughs> but,
3: you're ready.
0: You're ready to. Yeah. And you're um. So you're ready to tackle on the world. So what is something that stood out for you? Like so, we talked about what stuff that stood out for you. What do you now? What are you gonna do with this
3: knowledge?
6: Well, with this knowledge right now, what I want to do is like study better like be the best of myself which yeah. i know i haven't been for the past few days um but yeah with this new knowledge now i know who and where i can refer to whenever i need help yeah in my community and that like um given like that sort of like strength to like do better when yeah. i can do better
0: um you know, I think that's great. You know, sorry, this is like trying
6: to,
0: trying to monitor the the phone. Um,
3: nope, that's not working. Hi, Cynthia. Cynthia, go sit.
0: So, tell us, Cynthia, what have you been learning? Yeah. Um, what have you been learning? What have you been? how about that so we're gonna have miss Janelle come uh-huh. on and I want her to come tell us what she's about what she's doing what I'm about and what I'm doing
5: yeah okay
2: so we're gonna have a student join us
0: uh, live as well I don't know how to, what I'm doing so. so this is gonna be great
2: um, I think I I,
0: I I don't know. Let's find out. Um, except. except. Okay. Hi, Mara. Hi. So, okay. So, so, Mr. explain what you do, what you, and what the message you gave. Yeah.
5: So, I am, my name is Janelle. Um, I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. And, um, you know, I work with other young people in like in New York City um, and they do activism work. They do policy research. You know, they try to change the laws and policies um, about an issue that impacts young people. Um, I might. And so I came here today and what we talked about was pretty much like, you know, what can we change? Right. Yeah. There's so much that. Um, you know, a township or like a government is responsible for meeting right. our needs for housing, meeting our needs for safety, meeting our needs for health care, mental and physical health care. You know, our needs for just like transportation and food and all these other things. And what are the ways that we can really think about um, you know, we have the power to decide on budgets, right? You yeah. know, um, in Irvington, one third of, almost a third of the budget goes to the police department. Wow! Right. right. I didn't know that. And so, and think about,
3: you know, the rest of the budget
5: has to split up against what? Eight other things that I just named. It has to split into housing, education, you know healthcare, transportation, you know, food systems. It has to meet all those needs, right? And, you know, what illustrated today in the conversation with the young people was that like, you know, the police is supposed to be there for safety. And when asked, you know, how do folks keep themselves safe? Everyone names like, you know, they go to lit areas, you know, they you know they they decide how they maneuver this space or so they call friends. Right. And so it's like a lot of our safety we take into our own hands, right? So it's like you know, there's this one need that the police is supposed to do, create safety, right. and we still maneuver safety and do it for ourselves. So it's like, how do we actually think about how much control we have over the budget to really meet the other needs that we have instead of funding something that doesn't fully support it?
3: That's
0: crazy. I mean, I my brain. Marcus, Marcus just joined us on the podcast. Marcus, do you have any questions for Chanel? because she just gave me like i gotta absorb for a second about, <laughs> Cause like, this is the, what we
5: talked about today in the circle it's, it's something that you learned maybe
7: oh just like what i learned i learned a lot today it just allowed me to like think about my community and about like how the different foundations of my community are developed and everything i also learned just about like like, I think that when we think about the police force and everything that like we stated before in our discussion and how
3: we really, we rely on them, but we can't,
7: but people don't trust them. So what do we categorize them as? And when I stated stability in the beginning, I was thinking about like,
3: is it really stability? Like, is the police
7: force really there for stability? Because I feel like, because one time I was in a men men's session, right? And we, we talked about this before. And we talked about like how we really need to enforce police force. We need police officers in our own community that been to our been in our community because they're allowed to analyze the situation, analyze our experiences, and make a good decision based on that. And it's really important that we just know that like if we have people in our community that that we can trust, that we can just learn from gain experience from it will overall just help us and it just it's just so much that
0: yeah is- and then <laughs> yeah because no, i want to ask you something but i know nara has something Nora, do you have a question or comment? Um, yes,
3: yes, I
2: do have one question, so based on what you said on the, on the police department, um, well the entire budget of the township of Irvington is one-third,
3: I'm correct, um, so what
2: if, like, I know a lot of things are equally as important as safety, so what um, what could like a tactic to make sure that
0: our budget is split equally into the different needs
5: for our community. What do you think? Yeah. So um, you know, I gave the example earlier today about how, you know, in Minneapolis after you know the uprising and, and a lot of the protests that happened, they were able to get a question on a ballot. Um where people voted um, whether or not to pretty much um, dissolve the, the police department there and actually create a like a public safety department where that that money will be developing community-based programs for like mental health support and like you know making sure that folks' needs are met so that the police doesn't have to intervene, right? So if people have enough like food, support, shelter, right? The police will not be called for like theft and like things like that, right? And so, you know, some of the work that needs to be done um, is that like, we need to be able to get our community to trust in those type of decisions. You know, there's so much people in our community who are like, yeah, the police don't work and I can't imagine a world without them, right? You know and that's really hard that's very so it's really about you know how are we you know creating the spaces for our community to start to dream differently you know think about the different options think about what we really need right instead of sticking to old things that don't necessarily work for us
3: anymore
5: right um so i think you know some of the first step is to really you know get the understanding that we need so that we can start to have these conversations right and once a a large enough number of people in our community have the understanding and like really trust that like we could create something that can really support us right you know we can actually like make that transition over right we can make get those type of votes on our ballots you know and, and make those decisions right and then we could be hiring different people in our community and developing different roles in our community right instead of police we'll have like you know, mental health crisis and and you know interveners, right? Or like you know folks who are trained to support folks with like domestic violence, right? um Folks who are are there to be able to support survivors of like sexual harm, right? Like people who have specific training instead of being like, oh, let's call the police for all these different situations and they're underprepared, right? And also they didn't go into the police force being like, I care about survivors. Let me. Go do that work, right? But there's going to be certain people who have those experiences that we could be invested in, giving them a job, giving them, you know, pay to do stuff that is really meaningful
4: to them.
3: Yeah. Uh, so uh, it,
0: that's a lot. Um, maybe we could ask, maybe based on, you know, because this um, each week on the podcast we talk about different topics, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the topics I thought maybe you guys can ask is what we've been talking about recently. So, which was, I'm like trying to give him the eyes to ask the question. He's not getting it. <laughs> um, so a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about is, you know, on based on Black History Month, the, the, um, the topic this year was um, black health and wellness. But some of the things that we've been talking about with, I've been talking about with the students, is the lack of medical awareness that they're getting. So how, and you talked about it in the last podcast, was about advocacy. So the lack of advocacy. So what is something that, you know, as young children, mm-hmm. not young children, mm-hmm. young adults, but young, young adults, um, can they do to, for the advocacy? Because we want lo- that you guys, what, what are some things you guys learned when we talked and about we the podcast? we have a gift for the person that came first. Uh, Her name is Miss Confidence. Um, yes. So what are some things that you guys learned?
7: Like during our, the
0: podcast.
7: Like- I just learned that, like, when it comes to like, we talked about a lot about how in school and stuff. We talked about Black people. We need to get a deeper understanding of other Black people because
3: mm-hmm.
7: every every year, middle school, elementary school, we mm-hmm. talk about Martin Luther
3: King. We yeah. do this
7: essay every single year. Mm-hmm. I understand, like, she played a significant role yeah. in our community, to society, and everything, but. Enough is enough. We need a <laughs> no yeah,
5: there's so much black people so doing much so much fire stuff. stuff. <laughs>
3: yeah.
7: And we just need we just need to find people that we can help to just help motivate ourselves to pursue our career. Because if we think about there's a lot of people who just done a lot of stuff because um in my ELA class, right? Mm-hmm. We've been watching videos on just food and like how just, okay <laughs> but We were watching videos on how food, like, how that's history and how, um, oysters, right, came from black people. But now black people don't eat oysters anymore, which is confusing because it was there before, because it was, we're talking about how, like, George Washington owned these slaves who made these foods for them and everything. And Mm -hmm. they're not getting the recognitions they deserve for these specific foods that they made, these recipes they made, the hardship they had to go through because they have stoves and stuff where yeah. it's really easy to cook like they had to like they, they could Make have got fire. burned yeah. and everything and like a lot of people had to fight for like their freedom just to like they wanted yeah. to pursue their cooking and everything you just had to fight for that and everything which is like we have to gain a deeper knowledge of our history just learn more about our history mm-hmm. invest in ourselves just trying to like improve ourselves for the well-being and all of that well,
3: yeah. <laughs>
6: Um, can, to kind of add up to like Um, I pretty much wanted to emphasize—is it the right one? Emphasize? Yes, yes. The, um, the word um education because uh, black people don't like education, so, and I get that from experience. And one. Can you way of, say more about what don't they like about it? Hmm? Can you say
5: more about what don't they like about it?
6: Uh, uh about education, mm-hmm.
7: I don't. I don't think they personally don't, don't like education. It's about they what
3: education is being taught to them. Exactly. So and
6: you know one of the funniest um, things that is that there is a saying that says, if you want to hide something from a black people, put it in a booth.
3: Mm. That. That, when I
6: read that thing, I got so mad
3: because black
6: people don't read. If I go out there and ask the black people, what did you book that day? He's going to look at me funny so, because he doesn't read. And it doesn't really matter Um, um until like reading only. It can be like um, uh, like basically learning and school and everything.
3: And like it just we don't
6: like it for some reason. Yeah. And I think that is one of the main factors that and why is the black community like this as it is now? Because, like,
3: the knowledge is out there, but we just don't take
6: it for ourselves. And this is why um, advocating for, like, black people is right now so hard because Mm -hmm. there are actually few of us Mm -hmm. that um, are like not to say educated but like really um, using that knowledge Mm -hmm. to their like advantage to Mm -hmm. bring the black people forward
3: yeah
1: i I
5: think there's a really robust history about like what how how black people engage with like knowledge and learning right because like you know so much black people come from a an or an oral tradition right? Like we come from communities and like cultures where like the way information was passed was through conversation, through storytelling, right? Like, you know, those were a lot of the systems that our descendants and our ancestors, right, had, right? And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, we still feel that connection, that like, oh, you know, information feels good to learn when we chatting, right, when we're talking about it, yeah. right? And so sometimes and, and so school systems, and particularly the ways that um white people colonized the world, right? It was about it invalidated all information that wasn't in a
3: book, right?
5: And so schools, right? Like you know they're like we got to learn things from books, right? And that the people who write books are actually like the privileged white people, right? Who are not yep. writing about the things that we care about, right? That are writing about like. What was me? I'm white. Like, I don't even know. They be chatting, right? <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, they're writing about stuff that it doesn't resonate. Also, it's a different experience, right? Because we know what we're experiencing, you know? And, you know, sometimes no one's talking about what we're experiencing. So we're like, that ain't got nothing to do with me, right? And it's so real. And I think, you know, as time has shifted though, I think like nationally, not just, you know, black communities, I think that there is, there is a, a, a divide when it comes to like reading um, in general. I think like, you know, with our just, you know, technology and all these other things, right? Reading is a process. It's like a very involved, like if, you know, you have to have patience, you gotta get from the start of the book to the end of the book, right? When it's like, I can watch a TikTok, seconds, boom, information, like, you know? So I think like as a society, I think we think that because there's so much information that we're consuming, right? there's just so much information around us we think that we already know and there's so much that we don't know and i think there's like a real like humbling to be like oh we actually need to learn so that we can make the changes that we need right a person who never read anything will be like i know what's wrong with the world and i'm gonna fix it right and it's like yes you can because you're you see the world and it's real. And there's a lot of people who spent a lot of time, like spent their lives thinking about the world, learning about the world and writing about the world. And there's a really amazing black authors who can really like connect what we're experiencing in our lives with like, you know, all the reading and all the information, you know? So I super feel you when it's like, you know, there's so much information to read and we can get so far when we do it. But I think it's just, there's so many complicated relationships that are happening to, like, even get there, you yeah. know?
7: Yeah, and it's really hard to, like, notice them at times, too, because there's so much things that's going around on a daily basis. Like, how do you notice these things? Because when it comes to, like, Black history or history in general, it can be broken down into many foundations, many yes. categories, and things of that nature. And it's just, like... How do you it's just so much to like just yeah, like, take in and just so much that you have to like get like a deeper understanding about It's just and then you have stereotypes where they just like use the information for something else and, and just misuse them and it's like mm-hmm. which way do you go towards them? And then sometimes you might stereotype it yourself without noticing it.
3: Yeah. And it
7: could it, it could just get really confusing it when it comes really to amazing. like get information and receiving right. it and just trying to properly use it no
5: yeah i think um something that has supported me is like creating a structure of like of critical thinking for myself um so a lot of you know when in the future i'm hoping to bring more like activist kind of programming to the money center right and a lot of what i want to offer is like how are we creating a structure for our critical thinking so that you know no matter what new information we have, we have something to filter it through, right? That, like, you know, that kind of allows us to really like center, like, with compassion, like, all oh, Black experiences, right? Because a lot of times we filter things through, like, you know, what, like, the the mainstream thoughts or ideas, right? And a lot of those mainstream thoughts or ideas is like, you know, this is what's important information, da 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 da, right? And it decenters like Black folks, you know, so. You know, so, really wanting to like really create a politic and lens so that we know um, yeah. the decisions that we make, the ways that we want to make change
0: are, you know, are in our best interest. Yeah, and I want to think maybe we can get you on the podcast like for real, like, yeah. on a, like a
7: that would be great, like <laughs> on,
0: on for a full episode so the kids, more of the kids, can interact with you mm-hmm. because I think that. Um, we have loads of questions, but I yeah. see that everybody around us is, like, wrapping up. a
3: bunch of questions they can <laughs> Yes. Answer. So, um, I, wanna I want to thank you guys and the students coming on. and I want to see what we've So, maybe we can stay in front, have I get you on yet, that's for great. a full episode because I think the
0: kids need to learn more about you. Yeah. So, um, and learning to, you know, not even act like for activism, but like learning how to be your own advocate too. Yeah. So I think that's super
3: huge. No, yeah. So no, I
0: would love to
3: keep talking.
0: I would love to have you,
3: you know,
5: <laughs> I usually visit the center, maybe like, you know, every other Wednesday. Um, so, you know, if y'all see me around, say hi
0: and we can chat about things if you have any ideas or thoughts. Okay. Perfect. So, um. I'm going to end our live stream.
3: All right.
0: So we're going to say goodbye to all our followers. Bye. And then. Bye. Uh, so. How
3: was
0: the And then I'm going to now end our podcast.
3: So
0: i got going to add the posts of them. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to a live episode of the podcast. Um. You know this is huge we're very excited and i hope that people go back and listen to people that we've had on and um yeah so you can catch us on podbean Pod, uh google podcast apple podcast spotify um audible now i don't even oh, know audible. we're on everything oh that's exciting so I just want to thank you you for coming on. And uh, we'll see. We'll we'll check us out
3: again next week, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.